Welcome to the Relaxed Dog Podcast. The podcast where the dogs are the stars of the show. Welcome to episode 72 of the Relaxed Dog Podcast, sponsored by therelaxeddog.com. Thank you very much for finding this show. I am your host, Robert Ober, and I hope that you and your dog are well. My guest this week is Griselda Beck, and she's going to be telling us all about Bellamy. But first, in some doggy news, we go to the United States and Texas. The state of Texas is changing their laws. Uh, From next year, you will no longer be able to leave your dog chained up. What I mean by that is that the dogs will have to have a collar that needs to be made out of material specifically designed to be placed around the neck of a dog. The length of the chain or tie needs to be at least five times the length of the dog. They'll also need to have some sort of shelter to keep them out of the rain, whatever else. Um, So, well done, Texas. And over to Thailand, and in Putrakasa, a five-month-old dog wandered away from his home and, well, got himself lost, couldn't get back to home, but what he did find was... His veterinary clinic, there's uh, some footage been posted of the dog appearing outside the clinic, putting his uh, paws up on the front door and barking to get let in. The staff then let the dog in. They recognised the dog and called the dog's guardians and they have now been reunited. I would like to ask if you know anyone that appreciates listening to awesome stories about awesome dogs and if you do could you tell them about the podcast that would be fantastic and on that note here's this week's interview welcome to the relaxed dog podcast i'm here with griselda beck how are you i'm great thank you for having me here robert absolutely my pleasure so uh whereabouts in the world are you I live in the United States. I am in San Diego, California. Oh, very, very nice. And uh, who is going to be our subject for today? My little daughter. Her name is Bellamy. Bellamy. It's a beautiful young lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, as per usual, I'm going to ask you to take us back in time to yeah. just before you met Bellamy. And talk to us about the whys and the hows that that happened. Yeah, I was actually uh, trying to get pregnant. We had gone on our seventh try and um, it was really difficult on me. And I was having a a child on my own, right? So I asked an ex-boyfriend if he would would be the donor. And... um, it wasn't working. And so we decided that we would, we would take a break from, from the tries and 
this, I, I was just in tears because I'd just taken the pregnancy test and this was like the seventh month, right? It didn't work out. Mm. And my mom's heart just broke for me. And when she came back from Mexico that day, she said, I have something for you. And I was like, I don't want anything. <laughs> and there was this little fur ball that fit her whole entire body in the palm of my hand. She was four weeks old. Wow. That's very young. Very young. And she just, she sat here for like the first few weeks of her life on my chest, just buried. And that's where she stayed. So even to this day, she likes to sit up here, but now she takes up the whole space (laughs) and sits across my shoulders. But yes. And guess what? Two days later, I retook the test and I was pregnant. Oh, wow. Yeah. I ended up having a miscarriage Oh, about another week, week and a half after that. And this little one um, came to me very sick. And you know what was wrong with her? She smelled really bad. <laughs> She's so cute, but she smelled really, really bad. And, um, and she was just very weak couldn't eat or any, I mean, she was very young. So I took her to the, we were in the vet, probably in and out of the the animal hospital every other day for the first three weeks of her life. And this last week, uh, like the third week that I had her, they told me she's not going to make it through the night because I bring her in and she just crashed on the counter. She couldn't even hold herself up and they'd have to, you know, revive her and everything. (laughs) And so this last night, this last time that I took her in, they're like, she's not going to make it through the night. And I was like, well, what are you, but nobody's here at night. You're just going to walk into a dead dog in the morning. And they're like, well, you know, I was like, I don't want her to be alone if she's going to pass. So I took her home against their, you know, advice. And I remembered that when I, when I would race for the marathons, when our energy was dropping, I would take these gels. So I went to the, to, from the animal hospital, I stopped by the pharmacy. I found some gels that didn't have caffeine in them. And that night I would rub her gums with the gel. Every time I would feel her start to droop, I'd rub her gum. Uh, she, she was hypo, very hypoglycemic and couldn't retain fluids. And so that's what I did. And, and she survived the night in the warmth of my chest right here. And, um, and she made it, she made it through the night. And that was the strongest she had ever been that next morning. Mm. And, uh, to my little kid, I actually thought she was a boy. <laughs> I'd never had a dog before. <laughs> And her body was so small that that part was so big. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a boy. And the vet said, you know, it's a girl, right? So her first name was Princeton. Oh, okay. <laughs> for a couple of weeks anyway. <laughs> for, for the first time. Now, every time I take her to the vet, they still have both names in her chart. <laughs> so... um so she was on formula. I got to bottle feed her and all the things. Um, they said that if my mom hadn't rescued her that day, she wouldn't have made it another 24 hours. So essentially 
she became the child that I yearned for and I saved her life. (laughs) So that's how we saved each other. Um, At eight weeks old or eight weeks old, I got to switch her to the stage two formula, which has a higher protein content. And that first night she, she, she used to love her little formula. She ate it all and she went crazy. I thought she had rabies. She went blind. She kept bumping into things and walking over her food and into things. And, um, but she was hurting herself. So I put her back in her kennel for her own safety. And she just went wild in the kennel and hung from the top teeth, from the top of the cage. Um, and ripped out her front teeth and it was just, it was so bad. And I rushed her to the hospital here. We have a, an all night hospital for emergencies. And, um, they took her in and they told me, we think it's a liver shunt. She has the classic signs of a liver shunt. And it was, I mean, the bill was extraordinary. So they said, with these tests, that's what we think it is. She'll survive the night. She'll be fine once the protein content goes down. She's just not metabolizing it. It's going straight to her brain, the toxins. So once that rides out, she'll go back to normal. Don't feed her protein in the meantime, and then take her to her regular vet in the morning. So that's what we did. And they confirmed the diagnosis. They ran another set of testing, confirmed the diagnosis, had a specialist come in, and then they sent us to a specialty hospital because regular vets don't treat that. So she had to see an internist. (laughs) And there we got um, educated on what the whole process was and the disease and how it's treated that she was going to be on medication for life and dietary restrictions for life. And the survival rate of the surgery was something like a 75%. And the survival rate, if we don't do the surgery is 0%. Mm. Who wants to face those odds? You know, and it was going to be something like 10,000 or $13,000. And uh, so we went to Mexico and searched high and low and there was no specialists Um, at the border. We'd have to go all the way to um, the capital of Mexico. So that's what we were prepared to do. And then we got a phone call through one of the other vets after we had left. We probably saw like seven vets that day. And he said, hey, there's a husband wife team that just got in from Mexico. They just started their practice. They're specialists do you want the appointment? I was like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So they actually were there. They had only been open maybe like a month or two, something like a very new practice, but their specialists that came from, because there was, there was no specialties in in this area. Mm -hmm. And they now like, you can't get an appointment for three weeks. (laughs) Um, They're the only specialists. And so she got to be one of their first patients. And they had never seen, and now when they see her, they've never seen a dog recover the way that she has ever. And they've done a few of these surgeries. Um, we had to wait for her to get make weight, first of all. She was so tiny and she wasn't growing because of the liver problem. So it's a catch-22 problem. Um, they finally decided to go ahead and do the surgery because she was getting really, really sick. And about six months old, 
<clears throat> she had her surgery and she survived and passed. And um, she had a major surgery for the first three years of her life. And we've been surgery free for two years. <laughs> so she got cancer and a leg, a really um, aggressive form of, of some kind of malignant tumor. Um, they were able, they, we thought it was a wart of, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when they cut it out and send it to pathology, it turned out it was this really aggressive cancer and thank God we got it in time. So she's a survivor. Yeah, dog. definitely. And she has an attitude that is just, she's playful. She's joyful. If you're having a bad day, she will figure out how to make you smile. Um, she's also very controlling, very demanding. <laughs> I think she might have. Very much like her mama. <laughs> <laughs> we go to the dog park. that We have an off-leash dog park here. And she barks really. I mean, this is tone that just pierces your eardrum. Uh, anytime we're arriving at the dog park. I don't know how she knows. Maybe it's the scent in the air, but she knows where we're going. And she just can't contain her excitement. And we'll go around the little loop and we'll hear, oh, we heard Bellamy come. <laughs> <laughs> and she will go up to everybody. By everybody, I mean all the dogs and all the humans. Um, and just, you know, pit bulls, German shepherds. And she just plays with them in their face and... This is who she is. She's very sure of herself, oh, very, very confident, um, very much a leader. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So just going back a little bit to the uh, in the home, do you always sort of like stayed in that in that same sort of place? Like, does she have her own sort of bedding and stuff like that, or own area in the house? She has what I call an apartment. <laughs> it's an apartment. <laughs> The structure of the apartment is is a kennel, um, but she has uh, two bed cushions in there, so it's very comfortable, and it's draped with all these linens and blankets, and she loves it in there. Mm-hmm. It's her safe space. She likes to sleep there. I'll bring her onto the bed with me to cuddle time for bedtime, and eventually she gets down and she goes back into her bed, so that's her spot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And do you do you have a yard? We do. Uh, we have a third of an acre, so she's got plenty of room to nice. run and play. And she likes to ch- she loves to chase lizards and birds. <laughs> Did she mm-hmm. ever catch any of them? Once, <laughs> and thankfully, I was not there to witness it. <laughs> she brought her to my mom. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, that's so gross. (laughs) And so I think she learned that from Olive. Olive is, I call her, her, her mom aunt dog. Um, Olive is really my sister because she's my mom's dog. And um, she's a Labradoodle. So much bigger dog. Bellamy is about eight and a half pounds. So Mm -hmm. what is that? About four kilos, 3.7 kilos, 3.8 kilos, something like that. And Olive is uh, 72 pounds, almost, yeah, almost 75 pounds, somewhere around there. Uh, so much big difference, 
right? And so she she um, was originally my uncle's dog, and my uncle taught her to hunt, to go after things in the wild. And he would take her on these hiking trips, and she loves being in um, I call it the thicket, but in the wilderness type terrain. Uh, so yeah, I think she taught Bellamy how to go after things. <laughs> I think we, we missed what what sort of breed type or do you think was Bellamy? Bellamy, is? Um, we're not sure, but we think she's Yorkie and Poodle, mm-hmm. but definitely some kind of Terrier and Poodle. Okay, yeah. little thing. So, so were was she always around to have when when Auntie was there, or at a young age as well? When, um, so no, so she's, Olive is 12, mm-hmm. Bellamy is five. Yep. It took Olive about two months to accept Bellamy. She did not like her in the beginning. Of course, Bellamy just. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm cool with you. Play with her and claw at her. She still does all those things, but Olive now tolerates her. <laughs> yeah. So did did Bellamy have any sort of like close dog relationships when she was still in that very young sort of age in that first few months? Um, just the dogs from the dog park. We would, you know, tease her that she had she had a couple boyfriends and, <laughs> and some, some of her besties and best friends. And yeah, they all liked her. They're like, oh, there's your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny at the dog park, we know each other by our dogs, not so much our human names. We'll say like, oh, there's Bellamy's mom or there's Milo's mom. <laughs> so um, going to the dog park, is it far away? And it was that like on foot or, or driving? No, we, we got it. We get to drive there. It's about a 12, 12 minute drive. It's not far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she lives up there. We live in a rural kind of area inside of a big city. So my street uh, doesn't have sidewalks or streetlights. So I don't like to walk it too often. Mm-hmm. Not too safe. <clears throat> and where does she ride when she's in the car? Oh, my gosh. she That, that has uh, changed over the years, but it's always in the backseat. But she's found anytime I'm at a stoplight, she likes to get up on the the back. I don't know what you would call that by the windshield, you know, above the seats. Okay. In the back windshield. Yeah. There's that little space mm-hmm. <laughs> where the speakers normally are. <laughs> she loves to, to get up there and get the view of the world. She also knows how to pull the windows down in the back seat. So she'll roll down her window and put her head out. <laughs> and then she'll go to the other side and roll that window. Down. <laughs> mm. So uh, apart from the dog park, where else would be a, a regular place that you would take her? Uh, we love to go walk along the beach. Dogs are not allowed on this beach, on most of the beaches here in California. So they have designated beaches. Mm -hmm. So sometimes um, that's a spontaneous thing that I will do. We don't plan for it. But if I choose to close the laptop early that day, um, I'll take her out and we'll go to the dog beach. And she just, I mean, 
she likes to get wet and jump in the in the water, but she doesn't like to be submerged in the water. So mm-hmm. she'll just she looks like a little bunny. She just <laughs> in and out of the puddle. And every now and then one of those puddles is deeper than what she expects. <laughs> 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 just like paddle her way out and it's a surprise and it's so fun to watch her to watch her and you know um i'm a i'm a mindset coach and so i deal a lot with humans uh who end up having to go into their childhood right to change pattern thought patterns mm-hmm. thought patterns in their present and i watch her and i think this is how we all are as children uninhibited free, you know, not worried about what people think, just jumping, just completely her being in her own element, not being controlled. Um, Because here at home, obviously, if I'm on a call or something, she's got to sit still and sit quiet. But here she gets to just be all of herself, fully expressed. And it brings me so much joy to see her having so much fun. Yep. Just living in the moment for what it is. Yeah, not worried about what happened this morning. Could care less about what's happening in the future. You know, that's a human thing. But she's just in the moment, present. Oh, they they <laughs> teach us so much. If you the more you look, the more you'll learn. Yes, absolutely. So there's the she said she doesn't mind the water. Does that also transfer over to things like bath time? <laughs> she does not like bath time. Doesn't like bath. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like a rat <laughs> she's wet <laughs> she's this big fluffy thing right but when she's wet it's just like all bones and, and the hair kind of droops and she has this pissed look on her face she's mad <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell her I'm like shake 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 and then she'll shake <laughs> um, but it's one of my favorite times right after because I I Fold her up like a burrito <laughs> yep. in, in the towel, like, like you would swaddle a baby, right? I mm. swaddle her that way with a little hood there and I just hold her and she breathes with me and we breathe in time. It's almost like a meditative mm. experience, the two of us together. And we do that until she stops shivering. She gets cold really easy when she's wet. <laughs> and um, yeah. And then so slowly I'll, I'll dry off her head. She'll start to peek through the thing and look at me. And it's like those eyes. I just imagine that's kind of how a mom feels with the baby, right? When they're making eye contact. And she watches me through the whole thing. And I'll sit there and detangle her hair and brush it slowly. But I'm keeping the gaze with her. Mm-hmm. So we're connected. I clean her ears very slowly and softly. So we have a whole little routine after bath time. And then... After, you know, she's kind of over it for, (laughs) she's dry, she's good, she's, she's back. Um, She shakes and then does these, why, I don't know what they're called, but I assume other dogs do it too, where they just seems like they just got injected with some caffeine. Ah, the zoomies. Does, huh? Zoomies. 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 Just do laps of the room or run up and down the the hall and things (laughs) like that. What is happening? <laughs> She'll do that for a minute and then she goes into the deepest nap. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's our bath time. <laughs> do you also do her nails? 
Yeah, I do. Not, not. So, um, there is a Spanish, uh, kind of rapish. It's called reggaeton, uh, singer. It's very famous for her nails that are like, I don't know, super, super long and curved. Well, her nails were getting like that. So I called her Evie queen <laughs> and I was afraid to cut them because you know, her, the nerve that's in there. And they say the nerve grows with the nails. So if you, yeah. So, um, so yeah, recently we've been cutting back little by little every bath. And so they're starting to look more normal. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> so, does she have any favorite games that you guys like to play? Yes. She loves to play tug of war. Mm-hmm. She absolutely loves stuffed animals. Those are her favorite. Um, over balls or over the rubber toys. She prefers her stuffed animals. And she has uh, three favorites that all came from grandma. She has uh, a little horsey that resembles my little pony which is like a unicorn thing, pink. Um, She also has a little pink dragon. And then she has this little tiny rubber dinosaur that was her first toy that grandma bought for her. And she still likes that toy. So she has a basket of toys and I've trained her. I just say, go get a toy and she'll go to her basket and she picks one. She gets to pick whichever one she wants. And she specifically picks out the pink ones. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's funny. They say they don't see color, but those are the ones she likes. <laughs> yeah, no, they see color, but it's in 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 hues of uh, like uh, blue, blue, yellow. They're not that good mm. on the on the red, green, and a few other things. Mm. But yeah, no, no, nice. Um, so when you say you mentioned it's a, a bit of training, what sort of other training sort of things did you do with her? If anything. Yeah. um, In her first year, she learned to sit and lay down. Mm -hmm. We did a puppy school at two different schools, um, a one-on-one private training, and then we did a group training program. So she graduated from both. And so there she learned that. We did potty training within within that program. Um, And then recently, I think it was last year, yeah, last year during the first COVID summer, I taught her how to roll over. <laughs> mm-hmm. She still doesn't do it on command. I have to do the, the turn thing mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she'll she'll go. She gets it. Um, she responds very well to treats. <laughs> uh, she was also a vegetarian for the first two years of her life, year, year and a half, year and a half because of her liver issues. But once she got that first taste of meat, she never went back. <laughs> well, it is a natural part of their diet. <laughs> <laughs> and I I was so worried. I thought I watched her all night because I thought she might die, right? Um, but we were having a party here and the the people that were cooking accidentally dropped a whole piece of meat. And she came in, I mean, she must have been watching out of nowhere. <laughs> This is a tiny dog. The things that she started to do as she grew up were surprising. So she grabbed it midair and went away. And like, by the time we got to her, I mean, it was almost all, I mean, she just devoured it. I was like, oh my gosh, my dog. 
she's eaten three of my mouth retainers. I sleep with a mouth guard at night. Mm -hmm. They're very expensive. They're they're custom, like made to my teeth. She's eaten three of them. Uh. (laughs) 500 bucks a pop. Thank you, my daughter. She's chewed through two sets of my very, very, very expensive glasses, sunglasses. (laughs) (laughs) This was in her early stages. She's not a chewer anymore, but. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And um, the, what's funny about it is that's how I came to understand how she was growing is because I put the things out of reach. But when I'd get home, like how, I couldn't find the things. And then I'd find a piece, like a remnant. <laughs> and I'm like, could she have eaten it? I mean, how did she get up? I didn't even know she could get on the bed yet. And one day I caught her and I was like, you have been eating my things. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So now I got to start putting stuff away from the nightstand. <laughs> yeah. Definitely has become an adult now since she turned about four. <laughs> I, I usually wait till later on, but since you mentioned a few of the eating things, I'm going to ask you, and it might be a different answer. Complete the sentence. I, I can't believe my dog ate. My retainer. <laughs> <laughs> really my mouth guard but yeah i cannot uh, believe something a little bit i mean different. it doesn't even seem like it would taste good why would you yeah oh, it's got <laughs> your 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 stuff all over it we'll put it that way <laughs> yes uh and Barry, uh, she also has a thing for my underwear mm-hmm. yeah that's <laughs> a, a few dogs have that sort of thing mm-hmm <laughs> She's ruined. Uh, I stopped buying the Victoria's Secrets. <laughs> like I just bought those. <laughs> um, but here's a tip that's been very helpful since we've been uh, a family that's constantly in the in the hospital with her, um, or any time that I had to leave her with a sitter if I went on a on a work trip or something. Um, I leave something that I've been wearing that that hasn't been washed. Mm-hmm. That has the strongest scent of mine. Sometimes it's an underwear. Sometimes it's a like a night nightgown. I'll wear it intentionally several days and not wash it, and then leave it with her. And it's been very calming. Yes, yep. For her through that experience, um, it helps with her anxiety. And that was one of the best tips that her vet gave us. Yeah, now that's really good. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned you go on trips. Have you gone on trips with her? We did a test trip. I mean, we've done like close by road trips, but we did a test trip, uh, a six and a half hour road trip um, where we were away for a week. Um, And she did well. She did well so long as I was with her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I went down to the pool, uh, I think for maybe an hour, hour and a half. And I left her with my friend in, in the condo. She said she stood by the door and screamed the entire time. Mm-hmm. But I think it had a lot to do with new, new place, new surroundings, not having the familiarity. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I took her everywhere, restaurants everywhere with me on that trip. Oh, nice. <laughs> I didn't leave her. Mm-hmm. She behaved well in all those different areas. She did. She did. She sits in her own chair at restaurants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she gets her own meal ordered. 
Oh, it's yeah. something that usually egg whites or something of the sort with maybe one bacon or something, but um, yeah. <laughs> you do any um, like hiking type things with her? Yeah, we have a few trails around here. Um, she likes it more of a flat, flat surface mm-hmm. walker. Um, <clears throat> But I have taken her. We have a couple hilly ones here and I have taken, I wouldn't take her on like an eight mile because I don't know how she'd do. And, and I need all my resources <laughs> when I'm pushing my body. So, um, but, but yeah, she, she loves nature. She likes to, you know, smell the plants and I watch her because I think we as humans do not stop to smell the roses, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but she really takes her time with each like scent and, and admiring the plant and her surroundings. Sometimes she'll sit and just listen to the sounds. I love watching how she moves about and how she reacts to things and how she takes in the experience of life in the world. I learn a lot from watching that. Uh, really nicely said. So you had any sort of like interesting experiences with uh, other animal species on any of those trips that you can remember? Mm. No, she barks a lot at the neighbor's cat. <laughs> and I didn't know it was the neighbor's cat. So one day I said, yeah, this brown cat keeps coming into our backyard. So she goes nuts and she's like, that's my cat. And I'm like, Oh, okay. didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not responsible. <laughs> she never catches it. She likes the chase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she likes the chase. Yeah, we've had. Um, she doesn't. She doesn't love tiny humans. She likes to look at them, but she doesn't like to interact with them. Mm-hmm. She never had an issue until a friend of mine. Um, and she did warn me. She's like, she's not good with dogs. And I was like, ah, it'll be fine. And then I caught her, like, pulling her by the ear, <laughs> tracking her body. I was like, and from that day, she does not like tiny humans. Mm, yep. can understand something like that. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's what we call them when we see them. Like, look at the tiny human. And she'll look and gaze, but like this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, can you remember a time when you've just gone into an, an uncontrollable fit of laughter for something that she's done? Mm, that's a good one. Mm, oh my gosh, she's always doing funny things. Um, but yeah, when we <laughs> when we went to the beach that the last time. Um, just like I said, watching her with that freedom to just go. And it's a freedom until she realizes, oh no, where's mom? <laughs> right? I'm watching her the whole time. And, and it's like, but watching that moment of realization, like going from complete free and chasing the birds to, oh, my <laughs> mom. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm right here. And I like to watch her like search for a little bit. <laughs> and then I'll eventually call her up. And she and she does this thing where she gallops like a horse when she comes back. 
So funny. People can't see what I'm doing, but I'm galloping like a horse. He leaps with all four legs in the air and then catches it. Oh, nice. You're painting a nice picture. I would love to take her to, uh, and we do have a compound here, an agility trainer. Mm-hmm. I feel like she would really enjoy, she's very strategic. So I think she would really enjoy going through the little obstacle courses and racing and doing things like that. We get to do that one day. Yeah, there's, there's uh, so many different sort of activities that uh, if you look for them, they're there. But the hard, the hard, I mean, especially where I am here, we're catching up a lot. But I think where you are, there's a, a lot of different act, act activities that, that people can do with their dogs. And it's just finding out what one their dog likes doing the most. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's another one when you said strategic. Um, if you look at doing something like uh, nose work, where they Ooh. use their sense of smell to do different things, you can even like hiding food and stuff like that around the place. Oh, so really? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll have to look into that. I, I know that she she enjoys things that make her her brain work, <clears throat> like her mom, right? An analyzer. <laughs> you guys have also got something called barn hunt. <clears throat> Excuse me, where they where they put um, like a, a rat in a tube, and then they put it under all different bales of hay and things like that, and then the dogs have to try and find out where it is. And they actually catch it. Uh, the, the it's inside a tube, so that the the dog okay, can actually so they get don't to the, it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have that here. That I don't think that they'd let us. Mm-hmm. But, um, okay. Well, what other interesting sort of habits would you say that she has? Uh, she loves to wait for me by the window. So I have stopped replacing the blinds in that window. They just stay broken. <laughs> <clears throat> um, <laughs> and at my mom's house, when I'm arriving... She likes to go there and then I'll, I'll wait and I won't knock on the door or anything. And somehow she knows I'm there. She'll come running to the door and there's this, it's, it's the type of window that's right. It runs long ways aside from the door mm-hmm. on the side of the door. And she'll come in there. And next thing you know, she just <laughs> she lands her paws onto the window with her face pressed into the thing and then she starts barking it's so funny <laughs> it's almost like somebody saying boo <laughs> so that's really cute that she does um she just she likes to climb she has a spot on the couch on the top of one of the the back cushions mm-hmm. she likes to perch there while i'm in the kitchen and just watch so that's her way of, of being. Um, I noticed she always likes to be like in the highest point. So I mentioned in my car, she likes to go into that back top area and just like watch the world from the top. <clears throat> yeah. She's um, like me, falls asleep in cars. If we're going on a drive, mm-hmm. right, for like we get on the freeway or something like that, she'll settle into um, a little spot on the floor and she just sleeps the whole time. We're in a car, so she's a really good traveler. We have not gone on tr- on planes yet, 
So that's something that we, we get to try. Maybe a short flight first. Um, what else does she do? Oh, uh, if I call out grandma or Olive, <laughs> she knows exactly who those people are. And um, I can't tell her too soon because then she'll be anxious the whole time waiting for them to get here. So I try to wait until I... I know they're about to arrive and then I'll say, grandma's coming, grandma. And she runs to the door and waits <laughs> with her little butt in the air, just waiting perched like this. And my mom says she does the same thing. She's like, let's the mama, let's the mama. And she'll run to the door. <laughs> she knows mommy's coming. <laughs> my mom says that when she's over there, you know, like by the second or third day, she can always tell when she's ready to come home. Cause she keeps going to the door like she's looking for me. <laughs> she's like, okay, she's ready. <laughs> Has her um, sort of relationship with Olive changed much sort of lately? Um, no, she's still very, you know, yesterday. And she likes to do the um, dominance thing a lot. Um. And I know that, so we see the behavior and we get to see like what's underneath the behavior, right? Well, I've been, I've been stuck on this computer for two days. She hasn't had a a big walk, you know, just going outside to pee is not enough. She needs exercise. Um, And she was a little hungry trying to get my attention and I'm, I'm doing recordings and things like that. So I can't right now. And so she, she'll exert the dominance thing. So yesterday I found her, all of we said is a big dog, right? <clears throat> so she's, and she's old. She likes to just, you know, lay and just, she's tired. And Bellamy got on her back, which Bellamy's about a third of Olive's back <laughs> and just started hump, humping her, right? <clears throat> Trying to exert her dominance. I was like, what are you doing? Get down, <laughs> get down. So yeah, it's her world, no matter where we are. She runs that house. It's her dominion. Um, <clears throat> my mom says that I was like that when I was a kid. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I think grandma lets her get away with more of it. I don't allow, like, we get to respect other people and other people's boundaries, including all of us. <laughs> like, you stop. Get off of her. You have your own bed. You don't get to take hers. <clears throat> but, yeah. And they're on homemade food, both of them. Mm-hmm. So we stopped the kibble a few months ago. Um, yeah, so she's on homemade food, which for some reason she's even more hungry. Okay, like she absorbs the nutrients quicker than with the kibble. Um, and it's better for her health. Her numbers are doing better. So she gets probiotics. <clears throat> she gets probiotics and prebiotics. And, um, she takes, uh, vitamin supplements and all kinds of stuff. And has there been any other sort of issues where she's had to go back to the vet lately? Um, last year, was it last year? Last August. Yeah. Um, I took her, she swallowed, she, oh, I was giving her bones, right? So I typically only give her pork bones and beef bones. Um, but this time she ate like all the bones and was having t- GI issues. So I took her and they told me no more bones. She's too small. 
It doesn't matter the the type of bone, just no more bones. Mm -hmm. So if I give her a bone now, I'm watching the whole time. And when she cracks it, I take it away. So she can she can chew on it for the flavor and stuff. But once it starts to break, I, I pull it away and throw it out. Um, but yeah, yeah, she's a healthy dog. She takes milk thistle every day for her mm -hmm. liver. <laughs> yep, no, that's good. I've heard that that does mm -hmm. very good things. And while she loves protein, we we do a balance. Way more vegetable. Like I try to give it um fifty fifty or sixty forty vegetable to protein. Okay. If you had to pick like a, one of the most proudest moments of Bella and doing doesn't matter what, does anything pop into your mind? Yeah, I think when I taught her to um to go fetch a toy and bring it back. And and by that I mean like go get a toy. She literally goes picks it out out of her basket, like making a choice for herself, right? And then bringing me the thing that she wants. And even now, if playtime is what she wants, she'll go to the basket, pick a toy, bring it to mommy. And so it's very clear it's playtime or if she, she has a certain bark that's um, that's her hunger bark. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. Like I know the different barks. <clears throat> yeah. So her communication skills and then her, her, her choice, power of choice, being standing in her own power and making a decision and choosing. Sometimes even I'm watching her and she's calculating like she shouldn't do something. And I watch her, make the active choice to do the thing right mm. and it's just so funny i mean it's not good and it's really funny to to watch her wheels turning and so i get i get really proud mama in those moments oh, nice. mm. do is there different sort of like play or levels of play or different games depending on what toy she brings no, it's usually the tug of war, and then I when I when I win, I throw it. <laughs> she brings it back to me. <laughs> yeah, uh, I try to do that. You don't know which way I'm going to throw it. Thing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> she likes that. <laughs> she gets bored if we just do the same little route mm -hmm. over and over. So I have to. I do get to switch it up, and so that's why I know like her her brain likes to be engaged. <clears throat> Has there been much interaction with your professional sort of life and work? And Bellamy? Yeah. Um, more so since I quit my job and it was a big part of, I didn't quit it for her, but it was a big motivating factor. Um, when she was a baby, I snuck her into the office a few times in a box because, you know, she was very ill. So leave her home alone. The first year of her life, she'd had, she was never alone for a second. There was always someone with a sitter, myself or my mom. Um, and so, yeah, since I, I went out on my own and started my own business, um, she's sometimes with me on a podcast interview. <laughs> She'll do lives. Um, Uh, all my clients obviously know her. She's a big part of my life. Um, I feature her on my Instagram quite a bit. Uh, and and just the, the, the break in the middle of the day, because I can, right? We can go take a walk on the beach or do something with her. 
Um, I have noticed that, and this is something that I would tell for all pet owners that tend to get busy. I get to be very intentional with her. Sometimes I have to set the timer 15 minutes and be fully present with her. And you'd be surprised how difficult that can be for someone who has workaholic tendencies, right? Like once I'm on a tangent or something, I like to just get it done. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to pull my brain away from that problem solving thing because I'm in that mode. And for my own health and for hers, for our relationship, she needs connection time. And that's not just, you know, passively sending something. It's not enough to just get up and feed them, but really spending that time bonding with her, being connected. She hates my phone and she hates my laptop. (laughs) She'll dance all over it and like stomp on it. Um, So I know that she sees a connection between disconnection and this machine, Mm -hmm. right? That takes her, it takes her away from mommy. So. It's, it's just important that I build that time into the day and that we take those breaks to just for me to be in complete presence with her. And it reminds me that as children, as a child, that's what I wanted. Right. Yeah. Parents work to put a roof over our heads and then they feed us and then, you know, like we have the clothes that we have on our back and they pay for our sports and they take us to the sports and they bring But what a child really wants is those five to 20 minutes that you're just fully present, that you're with them 100%, not looking on the phone and throwing a ball, but with them, having fun, being a part of the game, not just watching them play on the playground, but playing with them on the playground. Absolutely. And so I remember that. And then I, I get out on all four knees and sometimes I put something in my teeth and we do the tug of war thing. It's harder for my teeth. Right. So I, I cheat with a little bit of my hands here and I get down on her level and play her way instead of her always having to play my way. Oh, I like Does that makes sense. I love what you just said. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that almost answered. I was going to ask what you think her favorite time of the day with you is out of all the different activities. It'll be right. When I sit down and I'm present, no matter what we're doing, even if I'm holding her, um, I do this thing where I call her, hi, 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 hi. And I never noticed that she related that to me giving her pets, like massage. Mm-hmm. And so when I say that now, because I know she relates it, she'll come up because she wants the massage. And so she'll sit there and she lets her head be rubbed or something. And, and, and I'll, I won't even notice it, but she'll walk away. And then I'm like, why does she walk away? And I notice I picked up my phone. <laughs> they feel that. They feel that disconnection. Think even when you're having a phone call with somebody, you can kind of tell when they stop paying attention to you or they get distracted. Isn't that weird? Because you're not seeing them. But they, their answers, they're not like with you in the conversation. I think our, our pets feel that. There's a lot of different things, yeah, that they pick up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though I'm still massaging her with the one hand and I've got the thing, but she can maybe, maybe the rhythm of the massage changes or something that she perceives she's not really paying attention to me anymore. So I'm going to go. So, yeah. Yeah, being being present with her is important. Absolutely. 
So anything else coming to mind that you'd like to, to share about Bellamy? Mm, she's just wishing my pride and joy. And I think sometimes it's too easy to get wrapped up in things in life and we tend to forget that, right? We, yes. we get into the doing, making sure she's fed, she's got clean water, she's went to the bathroom, sitting down to work. Um, and it doesn't take much. It does five. If I were to give her five minutes of connected time, she'd be happy. It really doesn't take much. And we as humans, we get to take that lesson because it also, that's all human beings want. Mm-hmm. It's connection. It doesn't take long. But if you took five minutes to just let someone know that you cared, 30 seconds to send a text message to say, I was thinking about you today. Hope you're having, you're happy, I hope you're smiling today. That's it. You can light up someone's life. And it's the same with our pets, our children. Absolutely. So when I go get water or when I get up for a bio break or I try to do something that doesn't take long, maybe I'll do a couple runs with the the plush toy and and throw it and bring it back. It's not a full connected playtime, but it's just it's seconds of this. Connection, eye gaze, bonding. Nice. Speaking of connection, would you like to let the listeners know if they want to connect with you on your social media or your website and things like that? Sure. Sure. The easiest way to find me is on Instagram. It's at Latina, L-A-T-I-N-A, boss coach. It's all together, no spaces. Um, It's also the same handle on Facebook. And yeah, be happy to speak to anyone who has any questions. Um, I think the question that I get asked a lot about is, is her liver journey. So if there's any listeners that, that have questions about that, um, she has a liver shunt. She's survived. She is a beaming dog. <laughs> They've never seen a case recover quite like hers. And so I'm happy to share what some of the vegetarian recipes were and things like that. Uh, really, really appreciate that. And just to remind people what you do professionally, if they want to keep yeah. in contact with you. <laughs> we didn't talk about this today. <laughs> <laughs> I am a business coach. I help female entrepreneurs uh, run their businesses like confident CEOs instead of struggling business owners. Um, I used to run a multi-million dollar public company. So I bring all of that expertise into the small business world and support them with uh, business strategies, marketing strategies, uh, mindset. And I'm a keynote speaker, speak a lot at women's leadership conferences. Um, I speak at leadership for corporate uh, trainings and things like that. And also best-selling author. 13 Steps to Riches. (laughs) It has been a pleasure talking to you today and hearing about the... the, The journey after such a challenging, challenging entry into the world. I mean, Bellamy, what a survivor. Yes, she is. She definitely is. (laughs) Thank you, Robert. It was a pleasure to be here. And thank you for honoring her story. Thank you very much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the show. Thank you to the new listeners in Newburyport in the US and to those in Canberra here in Australia. 
And again, I'd really appreciate it if you told a friend about how awesome dogs are and that they can listen to some of the stories on this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with me, the easiest way is email, and that's podcast at therelaxeddog.com. And also don't forget to check out the Facebook group. Until next week, stay safe and remember, your dog is family.